Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> always talking about some age shit you are you're freaked out olympia said i have peter pan syndrome you do a little bit though um you talk about high school a lot more than i ever think about it like i think the most frequently you'll bring up like grudges with like 15 year old boys you know <laughs> like you'll be like that fucking guy and i'm like that 15 year old like when was the last time you saw that dude i'm not holding on to anything <laughs> i don't know what the fuck you're talking about but yeah like i i forgive everyone who ever wronged me when i was 15 because like you were 15 and the reason i'm not having kids is i don't like fucking teenagers i'm yeah i'm watching reality shows and these young 20 somethings are pissing me off and I mean, they're fucking like 24. So I could imagine me at 15. I was probably quite a fucking dipshit. Start a campaign right here. Last generation. Last generation. <laughs> anyway, what'd you watch? I watched a little bit of a, a true crime series on Netflix. It's been a while. Oh, was it the uh, American Nightmare? Yes. I watched part of that with Kelly. I'm going to go back and watch the whole thing. Because for some reason, her and her mom were both like fucking mystified. When they were like, holy shit, like at the end of it. So, yeah, I'm like right towards the end of the first part. I know that they both were like, oh, it's this. Oh, it's this. You know, and they just kept changing their mind throughout the whole thing. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's what I want out of a docuseries. Well, and I told you I'd watch the one with our guy from uh, Dark Tourist. Yeah. Yeah. So have, did you check it out? No, not yet. Okay. It's. Yeah. It's not like earth shattering it's just yeah he was doing a story on a very odd character who was like harassing people over people were parking basically in front of like an antique type shop and the owner found like this old ancient like rule that was like she could find them like boot the tires like get it towed but the guy who was enforcing it for her was a fucking weirdo people were like he gets off on telling you what the fuck is happening and he'll keep you there for like hours there was this guy who claimed that he was royalty and all this other weird shit got caught trying to steal a boat that was her enforcer was this guy turns out he's like this massive like possible con man it starts with this random ass weird story and then it's like but then um oh god what's the guy's name i'll call him dark tourist <laughs> okay the guy finds out that he did that story he comes after him dude he becomes like one of the victims of this man oh that's fucking nuts who is just like a talker and like he knows how to just manipulate and just drain you of Ugh. your energy. Like that fucking guy who used to call McDonald's and get people to like sexually molest the employees over the phone. I and heard that about like that. went on for fucking years. I heard about that. That's a real thing. Um, Kind of. This guy just the way uh, he has a way about him. And there's been a couple of people who've like chinked the armor. But apparently you can't bring him down. Um, Yeah. Do you watch anything? Anything crazy? I got sucked into some random things that aren't worth mentioning necessarily yet, yeah. but I watched Saltburn finally. What it, dude? I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. That movie's fucked up. I've hovered like, over it in a fun, weird way, <laughs> like a way that really like got my hackles up. You know, 
I've been right there. Dude, you got to pull the trigger right on there. that one. Okay. I did it on a night that like I was not in the mood necessarily for that, but I was like, I'm going to watch something See, that I've meant to watch, but I'm like too serious or something like that. Which is bullshit. Like, I used to just watch movies. I know. But see, sometimes you don't have the follow through. And that's the thing. I was really worried. Well, what if I get 10 minutes in? I'm like, well, I don't feel like this right now. And then if I went away from it, I was going to lose it. This is like Brett Easton Ellis weird. Fucked up. People told me it was fucked up. That there was going to be some fucked up shit in it. But I didn't realize how much I was going to be like, (laughs) like about it, like the whole fucking time, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. um, I started seeing like, you know, people talking about it. It looks crazy. Highly recommend. Also, it takes place at like 2007, which was interesting, like period piece wise. And it is that guy that I thought I knew it was him. The guy from Euphoria or the oh the guy from uh, Killing, Killing Sacred, Sacred Deer. Deer. Yeah. And Chernobyl. And uh, oh, what was that one? American Animals. The guys who did the heist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good actor, dude. He is. This was great. Everyone in it was great. Little Carrie Mulligan. Just a little. Oh, people had spoiled a couple of little plot points for me. And I still was very surprised at how much it caught me off guard in the best way. I'm looking at the cast right now. I think you're going to like it. I think I think you're going to hate it also. Also, I think that you're going to get really grossed out a few times. Oh, okay, Two hours, 11 minutes. I was thinking it was a two and a half, three hour movie. It's a good length. It's got a talented Mr. Ripley feel. You know what I mean? I think that's the best way to describe it, actually. I'm a big, talented Mr. Ripley fan. It's that kind of story, nice. only make it a little metal. And do you get uncomfortable? Uh huh. <laughs> I love it. Like a lot. Like a lot. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I just need to do it. I'm getting there. But I mean, shit. Earlier we we're talking about. I still need season three of Righteous Gemstones, man. Get on it. It's not that long. Ten Miss episodes. Behaving. Steve's on. Do it. Steve's on. Kristen Johnson. <laughs> Steve Zahn's enough, man. I want to meet him in real life one time. Like, I, at first I was like, I don't like this fucking guy. Well, he snuck and up and I didn't remember he was in suburbia. For me, it was like that thing you do. I was like, yeah, that thing you do. Um, yeah, you talk about it all the time. Riding in cars with Especially boys. Especially lately. Riding in cars with boys. League of Their Own has resurfaced. Steve Zahn was... No, you just keep talking about it. Things oh, you yeah. just randomly have been bringing up a lot. I feel like you, like, you want to... Big wanna... Dottie Henson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those Tourette's things that just rises in your consciousness. Like I said, you know, the the higher the anxiety, the more uh, nostalgic movie I need. Yeah, I am so busy at work that, like, when I stop working, I actually feel off. If you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, work is, like, so full force lately that, like, once I get off, I'm, I'm off. I just stop thinking about it. I need familiar distraction at this point. I read a whole thing about comfort watching, basically, and I'm like, oh, fuck. If there's ever a study, sign me up. <laughs> great specimen right here i wonder if other generations comfort watch quite at the level we do i think that we were in a certain like bubble of our life where like you could rewatch things it wasn't like nostalgia because we were like born right when vhs tapes started being readily available mm-hmm. you know rental stores so frank's found footage february continues yes it's uh I got plans. My brain's a little more on track right now, so I, I you know, I know what we're going to watch next. I'm more prepared. I had only watched The Taking of Deborah Logan one time. Same. And I could have watched it a day earlier. Like I was like I'm I'm going to watch it in a minute. And then I was like I'm going to watch something else. <laughs> and then I watched Saltburn. But 
it was me avoiding watching this movie because I was a little bit like, I remember how I felt in 2014 when I saw this. It freaked me out. And I guess when I did watch, did we watch it at the same time the first time together by chance? I Not together. I mean, but, but I, mean, I think we talked about it because I knew back in 2014 that you were still into found footage. Like this has been going on a long time. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. You like confessed it to me like it was a dark secret, mm-hmm. like in 2010 ish. And like I said, you know, you're like, well, who do you talk or like, you know, you when you recommend these, it's like I, I have talked to people who've seen some of the movies I've seen, but I have not found one person who's seen as many as me. No, because you take a chance on some fucking shit that i would just not i have turned off quite a few though like i said but i do i if i see one i'll try it because you never know i cannot fathom that there are that many so many it's it was so crazy it hit so hard and you got to think about it like production cost is not so high on most of these you know you can you can take a chance on it so they were pumping them out and this one made me think about the ones that are bigger budget mm-hmm. for the first time in a while and being like, oh, yeah, around Chronicle was around that time, right? Ooh. Yeah, probably. Because that's a found footage. It's it's hard to hang on to the great ones. And then there are just so many. And then there's some like Garlock incident. It's been on my, I just refuse to pay the amount they want. And I'm like, one day this will be on I feel Prime. Like you've been talking about that for like a year. It's been on my goddamn list for like three, two or three, whatever year it came out. It's just never available anywhere. And I think it's always $5.99. And I mean, it's not like it's going to kill me, but I just, it's a principal thing. Yeah. I'm like, make it $3.99 or add it to Prime. It's funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy you like a $6 gift, Amazon gift card. <laughs> just to watch Garlock Incident. I'm going to write Garlock Incident on it. Give it to you. Like a physical one. Well, and I mean, the trailers are all vague and it's like, well, is it good or is it not? Because I told you I watched that Pyramid one again recently. I'm not going to make us watch that one because I think it's, I think it's not great. It's better than most. But it's not <laughs> okay. It's hard to place where that one goes, but it's even got people you recognize in it. Well, a person. Let's not get carried away here. <laughs> Taking it up or Logan. I I'm I was down to do it again. I was scared to do it again, and I wanted to do it early evening, and I did it at fucking night. Take two asps and call me in the morning. <laughs> Cleopatra joke. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Frank's found footage February continues with the taking of Deborah Logan. Just like Deep Blue Sea, this movie stems from Alzheimer's research, but we're not here to talk about sharks again, apparently. Poor Deborah would have been terrified. <laughs> would she have been terrified, though? She seemed to lead a simple life. I mean, she didn't acknowledge, I mean, she it, she did seem comfortable with acknowledging that her daughter was gay. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was a woman from the woods of Virginia. That's true. You should know about this. Documentary film crew travels to rural Virginia to record the effects of a disease in an elderly woman named Deborah. Deborah's daughter, Sarah, allows the crew to film in exchange for some cash to save the house. Through the eyes of handheld and mounted surveillance cameras, Sarah and the team experience some classic paranormal activity while solving a decades-old local mystery. Child murders. Yeah, it's always, right? In the small towns? Just rumor. You got to suck the head. Crawdads? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that movie was about? Where the crawdads dance, sing? <laughs> Where they dance? Is this, this a fucking, a Disney, fucking movie? Disney movie? Dancing crawdads? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a DreamWorks movie. They got the little fucking top hats and shit. <laughs> the Taking of Deborah Logan was released on October 21st, 2014 via electronic sell-through. 
EST is a method of distribution whereby consumers pay a one-time fee to download a media file for storage on a hard drive. I had to look it up. Have you ever heard EST? Never. Fucking never. I was like, because I was like, wait, did you mean movie theater? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is EST? Um, it then hit video on demand and DVD on November 4th, 2014. Internationally, the film made about 400000 bucks. Directed by Adam Robitel, viewers were not disappointed. From what I can find, the movie received mostly above-average reviews. And uh, I think overall it was considered a hit in the world of found footage horror. I mean, you found some people who ragged on it, but with found footage, there's people who just don't get it. And yeah, that's me defending the genre. I feel like anyone who told me about it at the time it came out was really impressed at how freaked out they were. Yeah, it, there was some weird shit. I hate when they show someone sleeping. <laughs> For like, I fucking hate it. It scares the shit out of me. Because like, looking... sleeping people really freak me out. Well, yeah, because you're looking for something else, and even though this time it was her, freaks me out, man. Damn, I just got a really good bite of steak from out of my teeth. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're you're scanning the room or the background, and you're like, okay, what is it? But then sometimes it's just like they, they're like, like in this one, the jerk, right? She jerked to wake up. The Taking of Deborah Logan stars Jill Larson as Deborah Logan, Stifler's uh, white supremacist mother, Anne Ramsey as Sarah Logan, Helen Hunt's sister from Mad About You. Mad About You, A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was her first big break. Holy shit. Yeah. A League of Their Own was, was Anne Ramsey's first big break. She did some film and TV before, but like that was her big movie. Wow. Yep. International Sign of the Donut. <laughs> Michelle Ang is Mia Medina. Brett Gentile is Gavin Gentile. <laughs> Soft hands. Jeremy DeCarlos is Luis. Ryan Catrona is Harris. Tanya Bloodsworth is Sheriff Tweed. And uh, Anne Bedian is Dr. Nazir. The movie holds a 91% tomato meter score, 49% audience score. That's rough, man. But, you know, it's the, it's the genre, I think. And a solid six on IMDb. Yeah, people hate these kind of movies. I appreciate that you love them. You're a weird dude. It happens. You wrote Deep Blue Sea into the summary of this. Somehow you pulled the two things that you like the most in the world. Together. The shitty 90s blockbuster disaster movie, mm -hmm. found footage horror. Alzheimer's research. Which, I mean, really is just Cloverfield as the nexus point of that. <laughs> uh, Cloverfield Paradox? <laughs> That's not found footage. I liked it, though. Paradox? Yeah, I liked all three of them. They're good. What's Ten not to like? John Goodman. That's just Walter from Big Lebowski in a bunker. Alternate universe Walter? Not even, just like years <laughs> later. After he broke up with the dude. Yeah. They, went, they went separate ways and Walter This is like at the end it. of that movie, the whole thing, like he busts out a fucking urn with Jeff Bridges in it. <laughs> right before Mary Elizabeth Winstead gets him. But then the aliens get the ashes and then they bring it back as like a hybrid. They make a rug out of him. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, no, but like we'd seen it once before, once each, one time or each. When it came out on Netflix, yeah, back in the day, it was. I feel like it was an early Netflix streaming rotation. But you'll agree, th you find this one creepy. Like this one's freaky, right? This one freaks me the fuck out. It is. It's freaky, and so you know, imagine just giving it a chance, not knowing if it's going to be good or not, and then you find something that really goes deep. I think what gets me about it. For the first hour of this movie, it could just be an old lady with Alzheimer's, and that's also freaking me out. <laughs> like, it's like you could just explain most of this shit away. Yeah. For a lot of the movie. 
The levitating on the counter thing is a bit harder to tackle. For much of this movie, you could just chalk it up as, I mean, Alzheimer's is creepy. Well, what's one of the things, like, anytime there's found footage or surveillance or whatever, how many times, like, one person is seeing it, but for some reason they're not telling everybody else? In this one right off the bat with, like, the timestamp and the, you know, levitating up to the countertop, shifting all over the place, they talk about it early. And while nobody's really, like, confirming, at least it's out there. I think the reason they do that, though, is you still dismiss it, Mm -hmm. like, a little bit. But (laughs) what's all that weird so far? The window shooting open. Yeah. <laughs> but she just freaked me out because it was like... How, her pop-up? She pop up? freaks me out like she as an old lady. That's a good look. That's a good look. A lot of forehead. <laughs> a lot of forehead. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 16 head. I mean, I know about that life. I don't have a Peyton forehead, like a Peyton Manning or a Deborah Logan. But, I mean, it's not a melon head. It's a little scarier on a lady. Yeah, especially with like when she's all sweaty and just like rough yeah. later and it's and like... kind of smiling. <laughs> The piano scene. I think there was a little bit of the guy in there. Like when it transitioned into darkness. Uh-huh. Like I think they like superimposed a little bit of like a little bit of the guy. Like the one where she's playing piano and they're doing like And the they night. turn and they do that fade. And she's just like I think for a split second there's a little bit of man face in there. <laughs> like they did something to her, overlaid something. You know, sometimes you just gotta slap a little touch of man face on it. <laughs> <laughs> slap a little man face on there <laughs> they did show her privates here and there it's kind of rough sometimes not my favorite boobs in a movie i didn't remember the whole murder mystery oh really none of it man the frenchman i didn't remember the specifics of it mm-hmm. but i remember it was something which is the only thing that kind of spoiled it for me but Kelly didn't really pay attention, so I didn't get the full effect. Sometimes mm-hmm. I like to test it on her. I also remember watching this in a pitch black room alone the first time. It's a completely different experience with these types of movies. Dude, you know I don't fuck with it, right? I tried to take a nap this evening before I came over. I'm laying in my fucking recliner. I need a WD-40 or like, you know, grease the fucking hinges on my door. It's squeaky. I'm fucking laying there. Like I said, Millie was whining, so I'm like, <sighs> I'm laying there less than five minutes. <sighs> I mean, it was long, dude. And I was like... Like a door move somewhere? It was the one right fucking next to me to my room. Oh. Because I shut it too. You know what I mean? And in my head, I'm like, you must have rested it up there and then it crept open. But the length of the noise that I heard, I fucking froze. And then Olympia was like, well, was it Millie? And I'm like, no, because she was whining from the front. And I was just like, god damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It strapped you in the room. (sighs) But I don't fuck with it. All in all, though, these movies tend to be about 90 minutes. Did you notice that? Well, that's also because that's how long a movie's supposed to be. <laughs> Saltburn, fine. Two hours. 2.11, it says. Sometimes so probably really it. about two, because yeah. they count the credit gotta time. it be a little prestige, though. Mm-hmm. Plenty of completely upsetting nudity. All of the nudity in this movie. Very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was there that much actual nudity? When she is, like, fucking doing her fucking operator shit upstairs she's making fucking phones ring and stuff that's right i thought she was gonna like crawl into bed with one of those camper dudes (laughs) i I was like wait what room did she go in because she stripped (laughs) off all her fucking clothes and and then then entered a room in the hallway oh no and i got like really upset and me i'm just looking for stuff like well that one's not like a motion sensor camera like and i feel like they even added like a noise to it but like it was shitty did you notice with that one it was like (laughs) 
Yeah, it had like a like foley to it. Yeah. And I mean a little I mean the basis for allowing the camera crew like in exchange for cash. We're going to compensate you for being a part of this research, you know, or like that's a little thin, but honestly, you need the in. And Sarah was a solid lead character. Because I don't think that the camera people in this are the main characters no. in the movie, as is generally standard. I'm glad you brought that up because, yes, I was going to say Sarah, she did the best. Sarah's I, our protagonist. I don't think I got that the first time. I really don't think I did somehow. She does all the legwork. The heroics there. I mean, in just the, in the house, she was a bit skittish that one time. She was like, that door's never open. You go first. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Poor Louise. The actual documentary crew, and in particular, like, Mia, who's the most on camera, aren't main characters they're like secondary characters they're there to react but sarah's the person stuck in all this and it's her fucking mom so she approaches things with less fear about them yeah because it's just like well, my mom's got this disease and i started to care about her well and that character was just very believable you know you got this like conservative country mother and her farmhouse in the woods even the wardrobe the dude like the the button-ups with the jeans and the it was perfect. She goes outside, smokes a cigarette. She's drinking straight vodka in the bedroom. It's like my aunt. Yeah, completely believable and unapologetic. Yeah. She was the star of this movie. She sold this fucking movie. Yeah, definitely. And how did you like, I think we talked about it after Alien Abduction. These movies, they're not afraid to kill fucking everybody. The crew makes it out of, spoiler, the crew makes it. Weird. That is very rare. We we did talk about that with Alien Abduction. Yeah. We knew at least two people survived. Which is different because most of these, what's that one as down below? As above, so below. Yes, yeah. as above, so below. Um, So many of them. Uh, Jerusalem with the Z. Did you ever see that oh, one? Oh, I didn't like that one. No, but that one, like... Yeah, we, with the soldiers? Yeah, they're like in Israel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Creepy, kind of, you know, like... Yeah, it had its creepy moments. But like, I think overall, I just didn't like it. Mm. This is another one. Was it Triangle? Was triangle. another desert thing? Mm. Never mind. Dismissed. But, um, yeah, no, most of these, they do kill everyone. Everyone always dies. Quarantine. Yeah, just there's no, even when you get that like hope, like normally the most pure character, and then <laughs> fucking dragged off Take into the distance. The or, yeah, this one, the whole crew lives. Thank goodness. You got like Luis, like the racially ambiguous guy, and then like Gavin. Was it Gavin? Is that his name? Gavin? Yeah. The neighbor? No, Gavin, the like the. Oh, the one that bails? First. He's who, like, it never comes back, by the way. Yeah, he's. It, which is. Like, they awesome. kind of set it up like he was going to, like, come back at some inappropriate <laughs> moment and die. Because that's normally what happens to that guy in this movie, you know? But in this case, he was like, fuck this. And then they convinced him to stay. And then he said, fuck this again. And he just left. Yeah. Well, and he never came back. After Harris shoots up his fucking van. <laughs> But then, hey, check this out. So the van was like, what, like a 90s Ford Aerostar? It was like your classic 90s family van that wasn't the wood panel one. Did you hear the fucking horn when he drove off? <laughs> I appreciated that. That was funny. And you know that that wasn't in the movie probably then? That somebody added that later? Like it was post? like, yeah, like let's that's just... for sure what he does. <laughs> but like, like he's like, sayonara, suckers. What <laughs> 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 the fuck it was. <laughs> It's like that whistle. It's the classic. The <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Cause yeah, I mean, it's like this, like you know, producer AV guy who's like, you know, he's doing it's what such contract a, like, working. Fuck you, though. Yeah, as he, like leaves, and I really appreciated it. Yeah, really, because it lightened it up a little bit. 
And anybody with comments, you know, we talk about, well, if they made the right decision, there wouldn't be a movie. But at the same time, it's cool to have him exit like that because it's like, dude, I'm getting paid to do this documentary. This shit? Fuck you. Yeah, because it's <laughs> fucking Hell House LLC. When that guy is like, fuck you, he ends up being thrown off the deep end. Yeah. You know, and he's like the catalyst for when it gets really fucked yeah. up. Gavin just fucked off. Fuck you guys. Good luck. I'm out with the horn. <laughs> And good on him for that. The neighbor guy Harris. freaked me out. Harris. Multiple times. Especially like his attitude at the beginning of the movie. You know where he's like, oh yeah. And he's like so on her side and shit. Mm. What's this guy's fucking deal? There's something up with old Harris. And I think they were right to assume that he'd buried a body somewhere. Did you think that they were going to bang on the hospital bed? A little bit. I did. And I was like, no, they don't. Yeah, did you notice on the outline I wrote smotherfucker? I didn't. <laughs> That's so great. Smotherfucker. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, so that did they not check that video they acknowledge most of the weird shit captured on video did they not just check that to see what happened to harris in the hotel room at that point i think you could have shown the cops and been like hey like look you're gonna need help here yeah the fucking tv went flying across the room fucking poor harris and that was really good too so simple it would hurt like fuck be hit by a tv like one of those tvs hospital tv no like the old tube yeah yeah the tuber i also kind of like that as shitty as she was to her daughter you knew that they had, like, bad history together. Yeah. She sent her to boarding school. There was kind of a turn where it was like, well, maybe she sent her to boarding school because this guy came for her and they killed this dude to keep him away. And it brought so much. Maybe she's not a, a bad mom into it. And I appreciated that it was subtle. How about the skin peeling? They was just, like, shedding skin. The little girl in the hospital that she kidnaps, that shit was creepy. But also, like... The parents' reaction the first time when she's just taken inside the hospital. Where the fuck is her little girl? Like, the second time she's taken, what the fuck were you doing this time? <laughs> like, no one is watching this girl now? Like, you were like, it's fine. It's fine now. We strapped her down. Yeah, we'll just leave her unattended again so she can be taken by this balding, emaciated woman. Well, and when I was reading up on it, just on IMDb, even, you know, it's got the little spoofs or whatever. And, you know, like, did you catch? And one of them was like, yeah, when she's restrained in the bed, you could fit like two legs through the space in between her wrist and the foot. And I was like, she was like pulling. And the fucking thing was like almost diagonal down her I forearm. It was so they loose. really didn't have her strapped down. No. They were like. So how do you find straps for a woman that thin? Well, and yeah, I mean, you don't even need like the skin peeling fucking X-Men ability to slip out of there. Oh, and did you notice later on, though, like after that skin peel in the cave, it was showing like bone on the hand? Yeah, there's way too much degloving happening <laughs> in this fucking movie. Um, but I mean, yeah, so uh, you go from like this kind of standard-esque like, oh, something, there's a spirit, there's an entity, something consuming her soul to, oh, there's an old murder mystery here. Let's talk about the doctor and the ritual that he did not finish. I like that it was like almost satanic. Yeah. You know, like it had like a witchcraft thing pulled into it. And you're like, all right, Virginia, <laughs> yeah. child murderer. Uh -huh. I mean, that part of the country. The it's usually Pennsylvania. The serpents. Know. If you watch fucking forensic files, it's always Pennsylvania. <laughs> and steelworkers are over it. But I mean, it really does come around. I like that there was a little more to it. You know, it had more girth. I really like the like, he's a nice man. <laughs> she was like repeating the same thing over and over again. <laughs> That shit freaked me out. Yes. And why was that girl so bald? Was it cancer? I think so. I think why that's was she bald in the same way, though? As Deborah Logan? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's how De the possessed Deborah Logan picked her. She's like, oh, 
Oh. It's like looking in the mirror. Why do you got to suck the head, though? Why you got to suck the she head? She sucks the head. No shit. I forgot that that was like the big reveal. That's the best part of this movie. Dude, I was like, oh, that's right. And just how like that scene went a little longer. It still freaks me out. <laughs> it's one thing when it's just a possessed old woman and there's some like TV throwing. If you've ever seen a snake eat and the way that it works it through its mouth and it can just like expand deborah went there her head got a bit bigger than i felt like it should have though and it was in a really scary way i know and there was a horror movie where i was like damn one of the like the monsters in an older horror movie kind of looked just like that but i couldn't put my finger on it but then it had the jaw almost like a predator alien type like with the jowls or whatever you might yeah when she pulled away yeah and it's like yeah it was really fucking weird sarah came through mystery solved I felt bad for Sarah at the end when she was like pushing her oh, from like, like courthouse, around. Yeah. courthouse, yeah. And then the twist, the spice. It was a, a predictable spice, but it was spicy. It was nice. Especially with like the girl looked so good. Yeah, you knew it. I mean, any of these, like you're always worried, like, you know, you, the burn it scenario, burn it away. Well, if it was that easy, has it been alive hundreds, thousands of years? Granted, those lines were the cheesiest ones. Wait, which they one? like had the hero moments. Oh yeah, yeah. Where she was like, "We tried to burn it already," and she was like, "We didn't try here, dude." I mean, how about back up a bit? How about when they throw it in the fireplace at the house, and then it's like, poof, like yeah, that was fucking cool. Rejection, like they're like, nope, not here, not today. You get blown outside of the evil house, stay out, don't run back in. I'm glad that 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 it worked out. <laughs> but you know, if you get that chance to run away, run. Gavin knew. Before they enter the mine, Luis got to help the injured. Did she have, like, acid spit? Yeah. Was it, like, the spitter from Jurassic Park? Yeah, she, like, burned that guy's face. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, so then you got the other crew guy, Luis. He got the easy out. He got to take the, the injured cop down the hill. Thanks. Dude, Luis was a cool dude, man. And he was just trying to get paid to do his job. They took him nice and out of harm's way. And then props to Mia. She didn't seem like the heroic type, but she's like, I gotta follow this through for Sarah. She did it in a uh, a bumbling way. Yeah. And I also appreciated that. Yeah. They didn't have to kill fucking everyone. They really didn't kill many. Sheriff Tweed. Sheriff Tweed and the neighbor. Because, yeah, they kept saying his dying words. They lost him, right? Yeah. Harris? Yeah. But yeah, I'm poor Sheriff Tweed because she seemed like a cool local cop. I mean, she didn't just shoot Harris for fucking getting drunk and shooting guns in front of somebody else's house she was there for sarah did they have a little thing back in the day was her name l tweed ellie tweed the little girl that she was making out with when she was little <laughs> oh backstory but i mean really good characters it was good it was a well-drawn found footage movie was documentary all the way through i also appreciate that yeah yeah like they stuck with the yeah Hell House started documentary, ended documentary, mm -hmm. and then in between we felt a little less so. No, I mean, if you're looking for a good horror found footage, Taking of Deborah Logan is pretty quality. It's always available on streaming. It, it always has been. It's on something. It's on something. What what was it on this time? Prime? Prime. But the first time was Netflix for me. It gets passed around a lot, but it it's does. fine. It stays in the rotation. It's probably on more than one at a time. What freaked me out was I looked it up and I was like, well, yeah, this is Prime because, you know, we want to talk about something that you don't have to pay for. And when I looked it up on something, it was like AMC Plus. And I'm like, you can't start doing that shit saying it's on Prime because that's one of the ways to get AMC Plus. And I got scared because I was like, I'll get it. But it said Prime. And it was. And by the way, did you get a thing when you were on Prime that was like ads are going to start to be on Prime movies? I just paid immediately. 
<laughs> Did you? I mean, you're going to threaten to quit fucking Amazon Prime. You're, you want your free shipping. You want your one-day shipping. But here's the deal. Like, you... I would pay the $150 just for that. When so, I read like... the pop-up, I swear to fuck, it was like, hey, so movies included with Prime will now have ads. Is that what you read? Yeah. So me watching Taken for Deborah Logan shouldn't have had ads? I don't know if it's gone into effect yet. Is that what it is? It might be. I don't know. It said upgrade now, and I was like, yes, of course. Was that $2.99 a month? There, yeah, so now there's a monthly fee on top of the yearly fee. But like the yearly fee to me has always still been, oh, well, I, I mean, get the streaming service, but the reason I pay for it is because I fucking buy things online constantly. Well, and to put a video store clerk spin on it, you're paying the cost of a catalog movie rental one a month to now watch Prime movies without ads. Not a big deal to Pre me. Pretend like I mean, you're going to the you, video store. Okay, you you raised it two ninety nine, you know a that's month. basically what it was. But two ninety nine times twelve, you tack that onto the yearly fee. People are going to have more of a problem with that. So now you're paying for a Prime subscription for MGM Plus, AMC Plus, and MGM Plus. It is, isn't it? MGM Plus is. Uh, it's not also. I mean, AMC Amazon owns that one. Yeah, which is the infuriating thing. <laughs> Uh, that's where from is but okay so did you like this i did i did i very much enjoyed watching this again i liked it it's a goodie it spooked me a second time it's fucking creepy they get you her look perfect yeah and it's been 10 years since i've seen this yeah i mean that movie is almost 10 years old now yeah it's like 9.8 yeah that which is nuts so no yeah i'd recommend it and it and and i don't think you'd have to be a found footage person it's creepy no not at all this is creepy no it's what. it's straight fucking creepy and it's interesting and like i said it's not just in the house it there's that other story that goes along with it raises it a bit what are we watching next next we're watching chernobyl diaries ah and the conclusion of frank's found footage february which actually will probably come out into march because i don't know I, i'm having trouble keeping track of the february weeks it's weird. Well, wait, and this is only the third movie. Could we do we squeeze four, or is it because it's a twenty-eight day month? <laughs> well, we we put a, an episode out every two weeks now. That's so technically what? we're gonna go a little over. That's what it is. Yeah, Fuck. and then Uncle Peckerhead technically came out on See? like the first of February. You know what I'm not good at? Math. Frank's <laughs> found footage February till it's over. Till it's over. But we'll do a third one just because last time I was so confident. It's like. The type of motherfuckers like, I don't need a grocery list because I don't remember fucking everything. And then three items in, you're like, shit. So that's what happened to me last time when I was going to bust out a list of possibilities on Scott. I was like, I got this shit. I'm not going to forget those fucking movies. And then for the first time ever while recording, I've got stage fright and I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. And it really affected me. It hit me different. And I was like, God damn it. I should have just fucking wrote it down. I mean, <laughs> put it in my phone. But uh, yeah, Chernobyl Diaries is a good one. It's on currently on Max. But it could change, but that is also a floater. Generally stays in rotation on one streaming service or another. And I've never seen this one. Which blew me away because you'll recognize some people in this one. Okay. And uh, it's in Chernobyl. <laughs> Your favorite. Won me over right away. I, I've got it on a DVD. I've got this movie on DVD. Is that why you watched Dark Tourist in the first place? You were like, wait, he goes to Chernobyl? It was just a bonus. Just it was purely yeah man it was like there's a fucking chernobyl episode but wait was that lake near chernobyl or was it somewhere else you're talking about like the nuclear lake right he goes to chernobyl 
Is that one of them? In one of the episodes, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. One of the early ones. <sighs> Bloody hell. I know, because he's talking about, like, he. I think he gets lost. He, like, he gets away from the tour. <laughs> this is starting to sound a little... I think you're right. It wasn't Fukushima? Oh, maybe it was. It might have been. See? You might You might be right. We live in a polluted planet, man. I don't know, though. I think it... Uh, Look, and I'm just throwing shit out there. I don't know. I'm still... Uh, I, the next episode is going to be a lot of me being like, I'm still for nuclear power. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I am. Like, I think we can figure that out. By now. I mean, chill the fuck out, Mr. Burns. We get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm so happy you haven't seen it. That was like a, just a little little surprise there. I'm thinking in March because uh, it's my 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick some. I wonder if you've seen it, science fiction. Mm-hmm. But I think that I have a couple of little sleeper sci-fi movies that have always been streaming that I think no one has really seen but me, but I think are fucking gems but i have two that i'm gonna i'm gonna put forward one of them is a netflix original that i think no one has fucking seen but me really yeah every time i talk about it like someone's like i don't know what you're talking about and i think it's because if you look at it on netflix you're like no it's not gonna be good so i'm gonna find some uh some sleeper low budget sci-fi movies well i just really want to ask you what it is but i know you want to save it i'm saving it yeah i fucking knew it <laughs> so next time we're watching a league of their own <laughs> Go home and give the wife a little pickle tickle. <laughs> Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. It's good advice. Well, anyway, Chernobyl Diaries. It's in a league of its own. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.